we can talk about. Um, I'm, glad thing. We, I'm glad we opened this up with a segue. <laughs> I mean, like we we cannot keep on topics so hard that we don't even like have a topic that we like. We're just already branching from the get go. I mean, when we think about it, these podcasts are essentially just one big segue into a different conversation that we have during the rest of the week. Our podcast is a train wreck. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I was gonna say, but yeah, but we're picking up the pieces, but that would uh, imply we're actually doing something. I like to think of it as a train wreck, but like not because the, the the train actually had an issue of crashing into something or there was an obstruction in the way. It's just we laid the tracks with so many fucking left and right turns that by the point it gets it tries to get home, it's destabilized the track like everything. No, look, I ran out of straight bits. I could only use the corner bits. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like it's having a Hot Wheels track that just you. <laughs> You start at one point, you're like, this is going good, and then you reach the kitchen, and you're like, oh, this is more than I anticipated. <laughs> Oddly enough, that's exactly what I think every time I had Hot Wheels as a kid, is I had such good ambition, and I was just like, this loop is going to be so fucking rad. I, couldn't, I didn't know how loops worked, and I didn't know how to like fasten it correctly, so every time I made a like, loop for my cars to go, I never had enough speed for it to go up, and I never had, like... And when it did have enough speed, I never had, like, um, the proper, like, the, the proper loopage in order for it to go around and not fucking fly everywhere, because if it's too tight, like, it just doesn't go, but if it's too loose, it just falls, and I'm like, how the fuck do I do this? Just like my sphincter. Oh, wow. Um, I actually got to do a fist fight over Hot Wheels when I was five. <laughs> Is it a fist fight at that point? Oh, I was there fist flying. Kid lost his tooth. <laughs> Kid lost his tooth over Hot Wheels. Yeah. Oh yeah! I wish I had petty fights uh, over that, but I don't. I, Dude, I, I was like the master of petty fights growing up. I was the master at verbal petty fights, but that's only because I knew Tyler. I mean, to yeah. be honest, that's literally the only reason why. I, I don't think I've like as a, as as a person of awkward social status. You're awkward in social places. No. Good job. I would never guess. Uh, I don't have, like, a very huge amount of, like, friends and people that I talk to, especially when I was uh, younger and I didn't actually know how to speak to people. <laughs> um, but, like, I always, like, tried to play the, oh, no, it's fine, you know, the passive person that's like, I'll have it your way because my way, was chances are, is stupid. And, like, I mean, I, I tend to do that now anyway. Yeah. Except my uh, blatant sleep disability. I call it a disability. It's mainly just a habit. Um, yeah, and that yeah, I've, ta- I've taught myself unconsciously to turn off my alarm and not just like push it on snooze because if I snooze it, it goes for ten minutes and ten minutes is fine. Ten minutes is like whatever. Okay. I've trained myself to turn off my alarm. That it that requires two button inputs. It's becoming magnificent. Like it, it's actually it's actually becoming, becoming a uh, like a doorstop in the uh, door frame to enjoyment outside of my home. Take for instance yesterday. <laughs> Oh, let's go. Let's go on this. All right. Let's. Well, well, so I, I had I had a thing I wanted to bring up. That's just a minor inconvenience for me. But I feel like I feel like we could open with this. Well, well, right after the right after the podcast intro that everybody so lovingly adores. We'll we'll get to that. I'm sure. But Wednesday, I think of a really bad deck on the way home from school, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna fucking make this. I'm gonna make this, and it's gonna be really bad. And so I made an cockatrice, and I started testing around with it, and I'm like, this is uncomfortably consistent with how bad this deck is. I call it the treasure hunt for Red Volcano. Because it just uses fucking Splendor Reclamations, Treasure Hunt, and Valakuts. And then 30 Mountains. 
It's essentially a spinoff, the uh, classic, I have $5 and I want to play Magic in Modern, here's the deck you play, uh, Treasure Hunt, or Zombie Hunt, or uh, Lightning Storm Hunt. It's, it's, no, it's, a, it's a playoff Hunt for Red October, the Sean Connery movie, but the subs... Fuck! Yeah, but I'm also explaining that it's no, actually... it's not a It's driven over the fucking dirt! It's not fun, I don't... Look, it's not fun anymore. Treasure Hunt doesn't have Splendid. It didn't have Splendid. And now, you've made it with Splendid, and it's super nice! Nah, it's a sugar substitute, which your body still reacts like it is sugar. Or wait, no, that's Splenda. Fuck. <sighs> Splenda reclamation. <laughs> it's just artificial. It's just like... <laughs> If I ever proxied Splendid Reclamations for anything, they're just Splenda. <laughs> just, just like fucking sleeves full of Splenda. It's just so like, good. not even the current, just sleeves full of Splenda. Yeah, yeah. really uncomfortable hole. Anyway, so <laughs> Thursday I wake up going, alright, I'm going to put this fucking thing together. I have pretty much all the cards for this, except for... <laughs> I say all the cards for this. It's like fucking 35 basic land, three cards that you have, and three cards that I have. And then like the rest is expensive lands. Which really can be just bought eventually after we win totally. All the time. Yeah, all the time all with the time. this deck. Like so, all we need to do is get four, oh, 12 times in a row. Yeah. So I get home Thursday, which is modern night, start putting the thing together, sleeve it up, break out my full art lands, get my best cup islands out for this fucking thing. And it's like 5.30 or so, starts in about an hour, I usually leave... 10 to 6 maybe and like, I would like to get there earlier but I'm a piece of shit and I accept that yeah you gone you wake time passes oh oh no alright yeah no Te- text text again like hey hey come on yeah come on no no nothing okay well alright it's getting close I'm ship ship sailing leave ship ship alright it's gone it's gone yeah it's gone it's gone so he just leaves he just leaves without beer it's gone I just fucking go by now, myself. My side of the story as to why I didn't is simply I went to sleep at about 10. The reason why I did that is I was waiting for the Amazon order I had uh, today. Uh, except I got a call from FedEx essentially asking, like, saying, like, oh, hey, uh, something about building information that didn't, we, we, we didn't understand about your order, blah, 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 blah. Because yeah, well, for some reason my building has weird like uh, a weird numbering system when you when you dial the intercom, so I was like, all right, here's the information. Sweet, we'll do it tomorrow. And I got that call around ten. I was like, sweet, looks like Beard's going for some naps. Now I set my alarm, my alarm clock, trusty alarm clock, never failed to wake me up. Bullshit, lies, <laughs> lies and slander. Um, for four thirty, four thirty is plenty of time to eat. Bathe, ready for modern, and then at work afterwards. <laughs> what I didn't account on is when I set the alarm and I woke up at 6. Now, 6 is not 4.30, but I totally remember setting that alarm. What I don't remember at all is shutting off my alarm. And, like, I, I, know, I know something happened to it physically because it faces my bed. And when I woke up, it was facing my dresser, which is, like, parallel like parallel to the wall to my bed. Yeah. So, like, just completely opposite direction. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, I shut it off again in my sleep. And I totally don't remember doing any of that. It's becoming a problem. <laughs> it's not even, like, snooze. As I've explained, my snooze, ten minutes. And it's a huge button. Chances are, if I were to, like, slam my hand down... 
it would hit the snooze of how big that fucking button is. No, I did the two-button input while I was sleeping to uh, shut it off. Which isn't the most, like, stupidly, like, scary sleep doing stuff while you're asleep story, but it's very annoying, because I feel like that's going to escalate if I don't stop it. Yep, right yeah. now you're, you're just sleep turning off the alarm, and next week you could be sleep raping. Ah, man, and you, but I love awake raping, is the thing. I know. So and It's going like, to be really unfortunate that you're going to miss out. Right? Like, um, there's going to be the feels, but I'm going to be asleep. I'm going to be dreaming about this shit. It's like, what's going on in my dreams? Is this a rape dream? No, it's a rape reality. It's a rape reality. When you rape in the dream, you rape in real life. <laughs> Minor things that annoy uh, that, that annoy beard that really shouldn't, but I think about it. And when but it, as a straight white male, I think I have the authority to speak. <laughs> yeah, on let's this. be honest here. So, you know, I have an issue with flying boat trains. That's that's just the whole like visual fucking conceptual nonsense yeah. fuckery. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't like elves. Uh huh. Um, one thing that annoys me now. That I've uh, uh, coming full circle, you know, uh, racism. Obviously, thinking about conceptually mechanics. Uh-huh. Uh, now it's commercial. Uh-huh. Uh, faking food sounds. Really? Now I'm that's f- what currently has your your goat. Now it's it, it's mostly because I've been thinking about it because of YouTube ads and a lot of things I think about honestly come from the things that interrupt me from the mindless entertainment because it actually is like something different from the norm for me. Now, what I normally don't have a problem with is you put the food commercials, right? You put food in your mouth, that's how you know you eat it. Mm-hmm. Cool, mm-hmm. whatever. Do whatever you want in that regard. But don't use the exact same fucking sound clip literally six times in a fucking row to show that your cereal is fucking crunchy, Vector. <laughs> there comes a <laughs> point. No, only are you upset about like this idea. You're fucking calling a company out on this. I've seen way too many vector ads to be pleased with them. <laughs> Where, oh my lord! All right. Now, here's the thing. Like, I get that you want to see that your your cereal's crunchy and wholesome, and oh look, that's so good in my mouth. But don't <laughs> use the fucking exact same one because after you watch the commercial five times. You're like, that's the same sound. Why is it the same sound? I don't want to hear cereal crunching ever fucking again. It's now the, the Wilhelm Chew. The Wilhelm Chew. Congratulations, you've perfected the Wilhelm Chew. Now get the fuck out of here and get some other fucking chewing noises. Like, they're not that hard to make. You just put vector, which you have on hand, in your mouth near a microphone. Now, normally I wouldn't have a problem with it, but my mind likes to expand on things. All right. How okay? So when 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 you're sitting next to someone at the dinner table yes. and they're like chewing a crunchy food, normally you wouldn't mind, right? Because you know you're you're in real life. You're like fucking chewing a crunchy food, whatever. Yeah. Then I thought I'd be more concerned if that food is crunchy and I'm not hearing crunch noises. Exactly. But here's the thing: my mind went to a place that I don't think I really like should have gone in that angle. In which, what if, for example? You like you recorded the the crunch noises and then like the what the fuck are you continue? Doing? I know. Like right? when you're when you're on a speaking thing, I, I I I'm too autistic to look at you while you're speaking, so I just play with stuff. But am I, I, I intimidating? No, I'm just autistic. All right, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> then I thought about like how how did they record it? Did they like have to put a microphone up to your cheek as you're chewing 
And like they had to get that one specific sound bite. How many sound bites of people disgustingly chewing on a microphone through the cheek do they have? And then I thought about what that would sound like, and that's what bothered me. I think it, like the reason they only have one sound effect for chewing is because they took a laugh mic, they put it in the cereal without telling them. It just ate it. And like the last recording was that sound. They had the shit out of that mic. Yep. Excellent. Yep. As well, I think it also puts to a personal pet peeve of mine. Uh-huh. Uh, alliterations are fun. Um, in that the segues are weird. All right. <laughs> in that, I really, really fucking hate when people chew ice, and I can tell the difference between crunchy foods. I, okay, and ice. I do not like chew ice because a I have a dental thing, and I like bones break your teeth, things like that. Not yeah. a good idea. And chewing ice can break your teeth. Yeah. Also that, but like. Because I have sensitive teeth, that even the thought of an ice cube crunching on your teeth, like, just bothers me. Because I can, like, think about how that feels like the cold just yep. shocking your teeth. Yep. Like, it, it actually makes me twitch a little bit. Like, my face is actually starting to get tingly talking about wow. it. Wow. Yeah, that's, how, that's, 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 that's how much it affects me. It's pretty severe. Um, another... You hear that vector with yeah. the ice chewing? <laughs> Here's... That, it's, it's all your fucking fault that I'm thinking about this this week. <laughs> Because I, like, five, five ads, like, in a row, just like, Vector, no, I want to click out of this. Vector, all right, you know what, I'll watch the video. Vector, I just watched the fucking video ad. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, the thing you're on the Vector YouTube channel and you just can't escape and you have no idea why. Why is it looping this commercial? <laughs> it plays the ad with the actual yeah. official video with the ad. <laughs> it's so... Yeah, it's got the it's got the front slate of that ad, then the ad plays, then there's a mid roll of that exact same ad. Yeah, and then it got me thinking about one commercial, and this has to do with liquids this time. Okay, good. So for some reason it's crunching. <laughs> it's not crunching this time. So there's a commercial I don't see anymore as well uh, about this wine company, and it's just like, oh, we have fucking secret reserves. The co- commercial was essentially look look at us and our fancy fucking. <laughs> They're hidden under France. Yeah, right. <laughs> All of France. It was a pretentious wine commercial. I think a lot of the wine commercials are, like, pretentious, actually. But it was one of the ones that are just, like, really stupidly abstract, like, barrels of the stuff just hanging around, just, like, floating in fucking midair, just pouring, like, like, pouring into the bottles. And the thing that I had a problem with that really just weirded me out even thinking about this, because I'm a big fan of this noise, is, you know, the, like... All right, so pleasurable noises for, like, liquids is... The can, and then, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then the pouring it out. Uh, it's, it's the standard noise, like, pouring it out into a cup. The the, the high, heightening of pitch of the pour, like the go Yeah, or the or something. Now, what I had a problem with that is... Onomatopoeia, the cast. Continue. Excellent. What I had a problem with that is when it's stacked on top of each other, for some reason, that noise stacked on top of each other rings with me very poorly. Like the doop, 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 doop. But that multiplied by like six, and that's the commercial essentially, is a fucking floating barrel filling up that, and then it zooms out into like it, but 12 times over. I know I said six times over, but 12 times over. Okay. It's just well, a really weird, like, I, I guess, resident well, thing. Take. What's your favorite cookie? Uh, that would have to be. Oh, fuck. Uh, the celebration cookies. Okay, take a celebration cookie. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite condiment? Oof. Uh, sriracha mustard. Okay. And uh, let's let's go favorite lunch meat. I would have to say... Uh, I actually, It's some Italian meat that I can't remember, but for, for the sake of simplicity, we'll say pepperoni. Okay. 
So, these things you like, but you would never fucking put them together. Yeah. I understand the layering of sound effects needing to be pleasurable. And if you throw them all together, just like a mishmash and a hopes to try and win you over... It's not. This is a bunch of tastes that I just can't. I can't get behind. I think it's also the pitch they use because they pitch shifted it to be lower. Because I think they think this wine's a bit thicker than water. <laughs> bassy drink. Yeah, it's a bassy, <laughs> really weird drink. And even the pouring noises when it's not glug glug glugging is really fucking weird. And it's also a thing that I've like noticed also for like commercials also as well for like fucking beer and shit. Um, obviously, it's just that oh, we play pleasurable sounds to make yourself like fuck. I want that. But like, it, it, get a get a new sound clip. Do some fucking research. <laughs> so you mentioned that the the commercial was rather pretentious. Oh, it's very pretentious. Like most wine commercials, I want to film a wine commercial where it's just fucking Tony Hawk skateboarding through like some fucking city, <laughs> and he's just like grind kickflip into like a nolly sort of fucking manual, and then and then just like as he's manualing by, just you know, wine glass. <laughs> fucking doesn't sip it downs the hatch smashes it on the ground and fucking like wall rides down a staircase that's fucking amazing <laughs> Tony Hawk if you're listening Hawk Juice Hawk Juice yeah I would fucking make that brand <laughs> I would take it alone I'd go buy a warehouse somewhere I would make Hawk Juice fuck you need to watch It's Always Sunny god damn they have a product that's called Fight Milk I know about Fight Milk. You know I've, about Fight Milk. I've, okay. watched, I've watched the first two seasons at the very least. That's what I remember. Fight Milk wasn't until like season seven or something like that. I watched a lot of seasons. I just can't remember where I stopped. Either way, Fight Milk makes a return in this season. Oh, so good. So fucking good. Did they try to market it? Like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 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 I, I don't want to get into it. It is, it is honestly my favorite show. Everybody watches all the great stuff. Anyway, Tony Hawk, you want the Hawk juice? I can make the Hawk juice. <laughs> I make it. The, I make hawk juice. The flavor of one full hawk per bottle. <laughs> I mean, it's better than my other product, the Jimmy Jam. Do you know how many people in the world oh, are named man. Jimmy? Quite a lot, but not enough to harvest demand. I know two. One of them died in the coal mine. <laughs> Did he touch the fucking bird? He the bird. Stop touching the bird. Yep. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Jesus oh, Christ. All right. What other topics do we have? What other topics do we have here? Um, you want to do want to do something like stupid? I mean, that's I mean, that's I, that's what I pay for. You pay for this? Mm, no. <laughs> I was going to say don't pay That's for- why we don't get quality or anything with this podcast. Maybe we should. Maybe we should like iron out a topic perhaps to fill in the hour as opposed to just like shitting all over the mic. I mean, it used to do good. It, I mean, some, it used to do right. good. Sometimes it does good. Other times, like, we, we're struggling to find gold. It's like we're in that mine, and we're so tempted to touch the bird because we just can't find any gold. And yet we're digging and resisting to touch the bird because if you touch the bird, you know what happens when you touch the bird? You turn the jam. You turn, you turn into jam. Yeah, turn, well, jam, then turn the jam turns into jam. The, the thing is, like, we're mining away, and we look over, and the bird's already dead due to methane. <laughs> That's essentially the podcast right there. It's <laughs> us talking shit to not touch the bird, but the bird's already dead because of methane. Yeah, we're trying really hard to find that goal. We're almost there, but then, like, one spark from our, like, pickaxe on some sort of unknown metal. 
Yeah, but the whole thing goes up. But we really want to find that gold. And find that gold. We will blow up before we find that gold. But goddammit, if we find that gold. What if we spark on the gold? Like, what if we just die? Like, what if our dying moment is anything of actual substance for the podcast? Actually, just reminds me of um, my grade 9 project. We had to make a stop motion animation. Did someone die? Oh, yeah. So, um, at the beginning of grade 9, there was... I don't know how the creeper got brought up, but, like, the creeper from Scooby-Doo, like, the first episode of Scooby-Doo. Oh, lovely. Yeah. He... Oh, he, he, he was apparently some sort of antagonist whenever our conversations were going south. And one person in the, the group of people in the class said, you know, that creeper thing is going to die out in like a couple weeks because we were having having some jolly jolly giggles with it for the first little while. Well, it's the end of the year. It's tech- <laughs> <laughs> We went through art and woodworking because like every three months, I think it was, we'd swap. Yep. So we went through art, went through woodworking, and Les was like technology. And... We had to make a stop motion animation, so we had clear figures and stuff, and we were also fascinated with the song, So You've Had a Bad Day, but, like, <laughs> making it really fucking morbid. So, so you've like, had a bad day. Yeah. And then just, like, oh, okay, all right, I can, I, can, I can picture a scene. So, he comes out of the store, um, he comes out of the store and gets rocked by the creeper. Yeah. Um, loses, loses money, egg smash, like, this... Shopping's on the grabs, all destroyed. He's like, well, fuck. Money's gone, can't buy any groceries. Grocery's dead. Uh, Salvages what he can. Moves to a new scene. New scene, it's like, it is a bright sunny day. It is a nice park yeah. and everything. Um, for some reason, you can kind of see the creeper in the corner, like behind a tree. Yeah. Just because it was funny. And we were 14. <laughs> and we start moving him along. And then it just starts snowing. But it's only snowing on him. So everywhere he walks, it's just snowing. And he stops and he looks up and then just like this big path of snow on him and he's just walking home and eventually he gets home and there's no power. He finds out his wife left him. I think we broke the window in his fucking front, like in the front too, just in case. Jesus fuck. Um, and so he, he walks over, lights a candle, I think, and then eventually like finds rat poison and drinks it. All to the tune of you've had a bad day. Um, we're 14, and this is a stop-motion animation for our class. See, 14, I'm 23 right now, still fucking hilarious. Still great. Still quality. <laughs> I, was, I was killing it years ago, a decade ago. Yeah, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you met me, and then it just went all fucking downhill. Yeah, no, I, I fucking decided, oh wait, I'm actually reclusive. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that, that's right. And, uh, yeah, so he drinks the poison. Starts dying, but, like, he's looking through his mail for some reason, I guess, because, you know, the last thing you do as you're dying is look through mail. Turns out, this rich family member left him a check as the only living relative millions of dollars. I was about to say, like, because the one capstone to your death is something just came late in the mail that was positive. Yep. And then you look at it and you're like, fuck me, why did I decide to die today? Yep. yep. So you had a bad yep. day. <laughs> <laughs> 14, 14 years old made that shit. See, that's that's brilliant. Like, maybe I don't know. We should we should take the effort to do something fuck creative as opposed to just talking shit on a microphone. This summer, when I have money to actually do this shit. This summer, when I uh, when I drink a lot of coffee so I can stay up during the day. Perhaps maybe <laughs> maybe. I don't know, I kind of want to do, like, a, a morning stream, because I kind of want to shift my uh, sleepy hours in that, um, 
Sleepy and I'm just like sorry, sorry, my bad. Uh, ship is sleepy hours, so I go to bed at ten and like wake up at six or like wake up at five thirty. I think five thirty would be better, honestly. Keeps keeps in line with modern. Uh, that's that. That's really my my only thought. I just really need to stay up during the morning. Yeah, there's days where you're like, or we're like, hey, Beard, you gonna be ready for this thing tomorrow? It's like, yeah, I'm just not gonna sleep. And then it never fucking works, and right? It never goes well. Like, and the thing is, when I say I don't want to sleep, it's usually when I'm up until, like, nine, and I'm like, wow, I fucking regret everything. <laughs> bad, bad plan. I, I, I physically shut down. It's not really what I have a problem with. It's the uh, lack of, like, scheduling. Like, my body does not have a clock anymore. No. Yeah. And it's going well for you. Indeed. Uh, speak, speaking of the whole, like, school claymation thing, I wish I did something like that during my school days, or at least it was encouraged. Um, because when I did, uh, I didn't do art. I did, we, we had a woodworking class. Yep. Which was great. Loved woodworking. Um, I actually liked it a lot as well. Um, I nearly killed my teacher once. Continue. Oh, wow. I mean, I was too nervous that I was going to kill myself because the bandsaw fucking terrified me and still terrifies me. The bandsaw is a terrifying piece of machinery. I mean, it's loud. It's a fucking jagged fucking piece of metal that cuts things. I will use In fact, in college i used it to cut metal which didn't exactly dampen the fucking uh, the fucking fear i had yeah no that's not really a <laughs> it's great like one. all right so it cuts wood fine i expected it to it cuts fucking sheets of metal to be fair i think it was like aluminum or some shit but still it cuts metal it's terrifying and the metal that it cut could also cut me yep fuck yep. why am i using this tool right now everything's made of sharp and i'm so fleshy i enjoy power tools I'm nervous to use power tools, which is probably one of my greatest strengths of, wow, I'm going <laughs> to fucking kill myself with one of these. Point being, <laughs> um, besides the whole, like, drama class thing, I didn't actually do a lot of creative work with, like, clay and shit, and I was always interested in doing it, but it just, the opportunity never came up. However, I did make a fantastic table Thank you. in woodworking, Thank you. in which we went out to some fucking wilderness somewhere, I think at Orchard, actually. And we just picked up branches, like loose branches. Um, we shaped them into fucking... Uh, essentially, we shaped them into furniture. That was all, like, project. Is you take a bunch of fucking twigs and shit, make it into furniture. Uh, some guys actually made pretty cool throne-like chairs. I kind of wanted to make one of myself. But because I'm a fucking uh, closet hipster, I was like, I want to do something no one else is doing. I want to do a fucking table. And I had a plan in my head of, like, weaving branches... To hold, like, an actual, like, uh, tabletop or have, like, the fucking tabletop be weaved branches or some shit. Mm. I didn't have enough branches for it. No? Um, so instead I just used a huge fucking sheet of plywood, and it was stupid and amazing. It was probably... I made that table way too fucking big, dude. Like, you don't even fucking know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, to, to equate the size of it. Um, so you see that green screen right there, right? Yeah. From the floor up until probably the rung before the tack. Uh, oh. Yeah. That's a good, like... Yeah, that's my height. Yeah, no, I made I made that table your height. That's 5 foot 10. Yeah, I used a lot of fucking branches. <laughs> <laughs> and then he... Uh, I, I think the fucking, like... Uh, I was going to call him an overseer because it sounds cool. The overseer? The overseer of the uh, woodworking class. The vizier. The vizier. The, the, the right hand of God. <laughs> the, the pope. The pope of the woodworking class looked at it and was like, what do you use as a countertop? You know what? Never got that far. 
I'm a huge piece of fucking plywood. Not the fucking. They don't use fucking. That's just that's just the beard thing. Beard beardism. Um, and then we fucking spent probably an hour trying to find fucking plywood to put on this shit. Did I find it? Yes. Did I have to carry it home? Uh, which I still lived fucking a half an hour away when I was lazy and fucking 16. Yes, I did. I carried that shit home. <laughs> it couldn't fit in the car. That was the one thing I remember, <laughs> is I tried to fit in the car. It did not. It refused to fucking fit in the car. And as far as I know, it's still in Yarmouth. Beautiful. <laughs> I hope it's firewood at this point, because I think it deserves it. I hope so, too. In fact... I remember painting targets because I also had like an air, like not an airsoft gun, but like a, a pellet gun, like one yeah. of those old like fucking spring, and it actually physically hurts you to fire one. Yeah, had one of those. Target practiced on that. There you go. Uh, it wasn't destroyed by the time we left Yarmouth, but it was definitely like haggard. <laughs> also, I remember fucking drowning one of the joints in glue because I just couldn't fucking attach it. Like it was just it was frustrating. Either way. It's a fun class. Couldn't do anything as creative as a throne because I was stupid at the time. Would have loved to actually upholster it. I probably would still have that throne today. I don't think it's up there, but um, yeah. So grade seven, yep. I had both woodworking and tech. Like, but I really like making stuff with my hands that wasn't actually art class because fuck art class. I have a great respect for like people that have the patience to sit down. I realize from trying to paint altars, I'm still pursuing that, by the way. All right. Um, still not going well. That I just don't have the patience for it. The only thing I really seem to have the patience for, for quote-unquote, finger quotes, art, is like coding, if you count that. Yeah. Coding is creating something. Uh, it makes me angry, so clearly I need a patient thing that I don't have. I mean, I, I, I just like mundane work, but like... For some reason, painting and, like, drawing and stuff just doesn't... It, it doesn't capture me as it does, like, looking at a screen and typing in characters to make things work. No, I hate coding, I hate art. But I love tech, and I love woodworking. Yeah. So, woodworking, I was looking for the car I made. We had to make, like, uh, CO2 cars. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, oh. Fucking, I... So, mine was, like... It was sleek as shit. It looked like a Viper... But, like, really skinny because I bowed down the centers to, like, maybe a couple centimeters. Yeah. And then it widened back out for the wheels to be in line. And then had, like, just, like, this wood little cylinder that the CO2 gets in and just slotted on the back. Yeah. And it was slick. It was smooth to shit. Like, I used ten different types of sandpaper on this thing to get it right smooth. Um, I called, like, I painted it, took it home, painted it black, and then put, like, my symbol at the time was, like, this weird fucking shield. And I, and <laughs> Your symbol? Yeah, yeah. it's oh, yeah. yeah, no, of course, I was one of those cool faggots. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I was a cool faggot. Right? <laughs> and it was called The Tempest. So, fuck it, I, I named it, it was, like, right down the center in, like, this blood-red lettering. Ooh. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was really... To be fair, actually, it was in the school colors. Okay, all right. The school, See, the school colors were red and black. You know what? My school colors, the entire time I had to choose from, uh, gold's a nice color. Paired with maroon, however, that is god-awful. Right? That is trash. Our school color was fucking maroon. <laughs> what a maroon. <laughs> um, but yeah, painted the school colors, and that thing just fucking, like, we had, like, a little, little button thing that would hit both cars at the same time, and, like, it was on fishing line from point A to point B, my thing just poof, gone. See, I wish I wish we did something like that. I wish like, someone other than me, because I don't generally suggest things I would like to, 
but at the time, and especially like now and at the time, now a little less so because I kind of kind of forwarded the whole like Saturday morning RPG thing I want to do with with the streamer friend I have. Uh, have we have we mentioned his name? Do we do, do we care if we mention him? Is it Lee? Is it Lee? It's Lee. Yeah, fuck that guy. All right, fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I I wish I wish we did something more like that in uh, woodworking. As much as I loved my table, which you know I loved it because it was bigger than everyone else's, even though not everyone else's table, just bigger than everyone else's projects in general. <laughs> and bodies. And bodies. <laughs> I fucking carry that home anyway. <laughs> I'm still I'm still thinking about the whole throne thing. Anyway, wish wish we had something to do with that because I think uh, that would develop me like a little bit more patience and a little bit more like refining. Because currently, even even when uh, we went over to uh, Chris's place, uh, that is podcast Chris, yeah, um, former former comic shop owner Chris, um, when when we went over to like do the do the armor stuff, like I had a good time with that. Did I know what I was doing? Fuck no. Yeah. But if I had the patience to learn and, like, the aptitude to, like, seek out these things, which I feel like that would do it for me, I, I, I think I think it's because of the funding. Like, we just didn't have enough shit to, like, do interesting projects all, all year around, like, all the years. But I, 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 feel, I feel like I'd be a little bit different today if it wasn't for, for that. But that also could just be me making an excuse. Probably. Yeah. So, the car class, because I'm still on that topic... Yep. I was also learning martial arts at the time. Okay. And I just learned really efficient, really quick, like, disarming if somebody points a gun at you, or a knife, or anything. Really quickly get something out of their hands. Say if you were pointing what? something at me. Question. Yes. What if it's another arm? It could maybe break the arm. What if they're wheeling an arm with an arm? It could remove the arm out of their hand. What if that arm has a gun? The arm that he's wielding. Then it'd be very difficult to fire, and I don't believe I'm in much danger, and I would just take the gun. What <laughs> What if it was a animated arm? Then he's a necromancer, and I have no hope in hell. <laughs> all right, all right. Move on. <laughs> so, um, actually, hold on. Pause okay, for a second. Okay, God damn it! <laughs> Would you, in that situation, disarm the arm he's wielding, and he's then armed with? He's armed with, and then disarm afterwards after the arm that he's armed with. Is now disarmed from the gun. He would disarm the arm that he he is armed with, and by dis- disarm him with. Oh, I don't fucking know what I'm saying. <laughs> What's the best? There's way the train to- crash. There's the train crash. My train of thoughts just gone. Fucking Christ! All right, I'm gonna go scavenge. You you continue your story. So my buddy Zach, I was teaching him the the technique. So essentially, all you do is put like make a fist with your left hand or right hand because it doesn't really matter. Put one more forward than the other, and then just cross them really quickly. Like, yeah. And it usually knocks things out of people's hands, because it's really hard to hold on something when it's trying to fulcrum out of your hand at your fingertips. Um, so, I got him to point his car at me that he was making, because it was still solid wood at the time, and not, like, kind of shaped in anything. Yeah. Just had a baseline out. And I was like, alright. And then I smacked. As I was smacking, the bell went. Oh, oh, oh. So I was like, okay, well, fuck, all right, go grab that, clean up, and, and take off. Car goes flying out of his hand. Into the back of the head of my teacher at the time, literally three feet away from me. Full speed. <laughs> oh, no. He recoiled so hard, he fell out of his stool and onto the ground. Fucking Jesus Christ. Zach and I... 
collected our book bags and threw a coffee at the door. <laughs> All right, time to leave. <laughs> it, it was not even not like it, like the the car bounced back to him. He picked up the wood, grabbed his shit, and we took off. See, I feel like a similar like if this happened in, in now, it would be exactly the same way. Oh yeah, no, I'm still <laughs> fucking bolt. Fucking like, <laughs> that's fucking great. I love that. And then, all right, so we made. Oh yeah, we had to fucking make like some box of some sort. So I, I was getting, I was really into magic at the time. Yep, that's how I am now. Uh, so I just tried to make like a, a spring-loaded card thing that you could just draw to the deck, kind of like how the, the Yu-Gi-Oh dual disc works. But like, it was just like a little box that you could take around, put the deck in there. It was kind of yeah. neat. Um. That was a terrible product, though. I hated that. We actually ended up pretty much just turfing the entire project, and I spent most of that semester uh, playing air hockey. You know, that's fair. I would enjoy. I would enjoy a semester of air hockey. And then we all just like got graded on making trophies, which I won because I. Did you get a trophy? I got many trophies actually. <laughs> I got. I think like ended up with three trophies by the end of it. Trophies that you've made or trophies that you've earned? Trophies that I've earned. I did Ooh. not make a single one of the ones that I won. Or yeah, that, yeah, that was a sentence. now was one of those trophies you know you know how they decorate the trophies with like sometimes the guy doing the thing that you won the trophy for was one of the trophies a smaller version of the trophy that he's holding up because he's he's the trophy winner for the trophy no not even remotely close okay uh so imagine a rectangular (laughs) base yeah right and then like another thicker rectangle coming up off that yeah and then put a triangle on it yeah and then hand it to the person who won (laughs) <laughs> Here's your fucking arrow. Here's your fucking piece of shit. Congrats. Um, <laughs> Thanks for trying, because we sure didn't. There was another one, which was pretty much the exact same version of that, but shorter, stouter, and the triangle on top had a crescent cut out of it. That one was skill. And the third one I had was essentially, like, it was very tall, very skinny, but it had a spinny bit at the top. <laughs> Woo. And we rated the art class to paint them, so, like, they looked like real shit. You know what? I feel like for a, I feel like that's the most fitting, like, trophy you could give to someone for trophy making is just a piece of shit trophy. Right? Just like, man, are you a professional trophy, like, Maker, why why do you have this piece of shit trophy? Excuse me, that's my uh, trophy making competition trophy. I, I won this in making a trophy. The trophy was not this one. <laughs> I awarded second place. And he fucking pulls out the award winning trophy that he made. It's so much better. It's like, what? Why is that not displayed? Because that's my trophy winning trophy. This is the one I won. Yeah. This is the one I made. That goes over in the things I've made section. Um, <laughs> what else was there? There was the box. The car. The box car. The box car. No, I don't think we had a woodworking class like in grade 9. So we had the tech class. And then there's tech classes in grade 7 and 8. And grade 7's tech class was make a rocket. Mm-hmm. Like a... Like a... Just a just, just stupid rocket. So everybody was... Like taking dowels that were the perfect shape for the, the engine. And like wrapping paper around it. And like glue and stuff. Yeah. Um, getting this like this Bristol board stealing it from the art room because we sold a lot of shit from the art room um, cutting that into like <laughs> I, feel, I feel like an art room should be just the place to, for people to steal from it kind of is um, 
and and so everybody's doing that, and I uh, I built my rocket mm-hmm. out of a paper tube, like take a paper towel tube. Yes. I cut it smaller. Yeah. Like just two strips out of it to fit around a dowel, taped it. Cool. Uh, I took what was it? Siding, plastic siding. Cut that into perfect shapes uh, for fins. Glue three of those on. And then just, like, took a piece of foam and sat there with sandpaper for the rest of the class because, like, everybody was too busy making bodies and mine was a piece of shit and I didn't care. Mm. So, stuck that on, put the glue of the engine in, fucking glued the fucking fins on, mine looked like a piece of shit, shot the farthest. <laughs> I mean, you know, it doesn't need to look pretty. <laughs> Fuck all eels. And then grade eight was, I had to build a hydraulic arm. Mm. And there was, like, two conveyor belts. One was going... Like, just towards you, and the other one was going perpendicular to that. You were supposed to take from the top to the bottom. I got a 96 on a failed arm, because none of the hydraulics were strong enough to actually hold my arm. I made it such a goddamn beast. (laughs) Everybody was really focused on getting their arm to be a claw. To pick it up and put it down somewhere else. Yes. The problem with the claw was wood is very slippery. And we didn't have any rubber pads to put on or anything like that. It was just wood. You have to build it out of wood and syringes. Go. So nobody could really hold on to it. And looking at this, I redesigned my front end to just be a catch. It is just this wood thing yep. with a like a, a, a little plank underneath it. So it falls in there, funnels down into this little like funnel, actually, pretty much, with a, with a stop on it. Yep. And it was supposed to just lean down, pull the thing away, and it drops down. You lift up, and the thing goes on to me anyway. I made it too fucking big, too heavy on the end. Okay. And the way physics work, the longer your your thing is, like this this microphone arm, yep. the heavier you put on one thing, it gets drastically harder to kind of keep it upright. See, what I was imagining you would go is not the funnel route, but the uh, a, a, like a vice type of route, like a rubber tipped vice with. Well, we didn't have rubber. Oh, you didn't have rubber. Yeah. Okay, all right. No, that, that's, that's completely fair, then. Hot glue, but the hot glue didn't really work too well. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like you could substitute that, but again, wood is, wood is slippery, so probably not. Unless you, like, fucking uh, hydraulic it to be so tight that it'd probably crack the wood. My problem was, whenever I press the syringes to get my thing in order, yep. the syringes would shoot off and water would go everywhere. Because... <laughs> The pressure was too much to actually move the head. Yeah. So... I still have 96 on it, despite not being able to do the project. I mean, it's probably... I mean, probably an impressive tech at the time. Yeah. Excellent. I participated in none of that. I don't actually know if we had any of that. I'd never heard of any, like, projects going like that. We didn't have any fun projects, aside from, like, the table? Um, there was a lot of extracurricular... I can't speak extracurricular um, activities like that, but as a goober that played video games, I had no time for that because I had to raid. That's fair. Um, I I also raided a lot during the time. So it wasn't actually like classwork. Classwork, uh, for me at the very least, like there was the arts, uh, music, fucking art. The farts. I uh, don't think there was actually a tech class because it was all like I think I think our school was more like sports oriented for like general extracurriculars or like hey you want to get a fucking easy mark on this shit um, and then there was like home ec and woodworking as I've said oh shit yeah, we had home ec too I liked home ec home ec was fine I was I, we I made pants I also made well I didn't make pants I made shorts 
I went, I went full on pants. Uh, they gave us a bunch of fabrics. They told us, all right, if you want extra fabrics, you got to go buy it. So I went and bought some, and then I made gym pants. We had to straight up buy our fabrics. We didn't have a budget. <laughs> um, there wasn't, like, again, we, we had to buy our own. We just had, like, here's extra. Like, we essentially we had the scraps for people that just didn't want to or that dropped out. It was like, fuck it, you left your scraps here. We're taking them. We're a poor, we're a poor school. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was fun. I just, again, really liked really liked the cooking bit because, you know, it's fucking, fucking dessert. Who doesn't like fucking desserts? I mean, I, we ate a lot of cheesecake. I wish I ate as much cheesecake. I'm very excited to make another cheesecake, by the way. <laughs> like, as soon, as soon as I get paid, another cheesecake's coming out of my ass. Those were good cheesecakes. Those were fantastic cheesecakes. Those were really good cheesecakes. Especially for, like, first try cheesecakes. Yeah. Fucking nail it. Right? Rich as shit. Hurt to eat. That's a cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, yeah, you're right. I was thinking about that for far too long. I was like, hurts to eat? Hurts to eat. You know what? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it I can see eat. that. It hurts to eat. Uh, I mean, you just felt what was coming out of me from just eating cheesecake over the past week. You don't need to eat cheese... Okay. You don't need to eat all the cheesecake. It's going to go away at some point. I know. Otherwise it goes bad. Look, you Gotta have a cheesecake. family that would fucking love the... Like, the family downstairs not related to you. That would love fucking cheesecake. Yeah, no, I hate them. They're not getting my cheesecake. Why? I'll hurt them in other ways. But they're friends. No. Not friends to you? Patrick lives over that way. I'm telling. I thought you meant, like, the refugees below me that I hate. Because no. you just pointed directly below me, and I got really confused, because I hate them. Oh. They are not friends. I, I more meant Patrick. Okay. Yeah, Patrick's fine. Yeah, okay. Feed them cheesecake. They would no. fucking love to eat that cheesecake nah, for you. Nah, this is my cheesecake. It's almost like a bullet. A bullet that's shaped like a cheesecake tastes like a cheesecake. It might be a cheesecake. It might be a cheesecake. With Oreos. All right, whatever. It was very uncomfortable to eat. You don't need to eat all the fucking cheesecake. Too late. <laughs> I mean, Your yeah. advice was wasted on me, because boy, howdy would I finish that cheesecake. Next we time were... we make a cheesecake. Because yeah. we need, you know you're going to make another cheesecake. I'm going to make another cheesecake, I know. It's 141 and two-thirds chance of making a cheesecake. Yeah, I won't even try against it, I guess. I mean, no, Kurt Angle wouldn't try. Kurt, Ang- Kurt Angle knows he can't <laughs> handle the cheesecake, so we don't even try. See, Kurt, Kurt Angle would see your cheesecake-making skills and was like, oh, fuck, whoa, I'm backing up. I mean, it's... See, it's a triple threat. It's me, you, and Kurt Angle. We're making cheesecakes. He's not even going to try. And I'm a genetic freak. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean that I have to uh, I have to take my 33 and a third chance of a cheesecake and yeah. subtract? 25% so I- chance. Because it's not a 50-50, it's like a 75-25. Because I'm a genetic freak. <laughs> so you take your 33% minus 25%. You take a third chance of, of baking a cheesecake, I guess. <laughs> I got a 141.3% chance of coming out and sacrifice. <laughs> I need to watch that again. It's so fucking, fucking good. Scott Steiner promos are the best. I tried to actually look up more like typography promos just because the best ones that's, uh, the, the best ones have to uh, the best ones motivate you to take the effort to typography them especially when you have the shouting ones that you can hardly decipher otherwise um, have you seen the rice pyre one I have not oh that one's also really great that one's like the classic typography if you search up like general typography stuff it, yeah. I think that's like one of the first ones that comes up 10 out of 10 I'll bring that up after excellent 
Topography is pretty great. Uh, I've been drowning myself in in, in animus to to look up any more typographies. I I think I think I had a I, I listened to a Bray Wyatt one. I don't think it was very well done. However, a Bray Wyatt animu that's great. Not animu uh, oh. typography. However, a Bray Wyatt animu I would fucking watch. Bray Wyatt's best girl. <laughs> Bray Wyatt is best girl. Let's be honest here. <laughs> you seen that beard? Oh, so good. <laughs> fucking Wyatt Coon. Oh my god. Everyone's Randy calling... Orton's the Yandere one. <laughs> he better be the fucking Yandere one. Luke Harper's definitely Sundare. I, I don't know enough about, like, wrestling personalities to, like, essentially... like Trust me. Yeah. Okay. I see, it would work really well, because Randy Orton's a, a late entry to it, so, like, they, like... First episode, it's just the setup with the, the standard, like, uh, standard Wyatt setup. Yeah. Like, Luke Harper, Bray Wyatt, other guy, the mask is that is that yeah grammar yeah 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 uh so like there was three there was three i wanted to be exactly a cute girls doing cute things anime but with ray wyatt and family i'm okay with this and then like they always have to have a fourth but the fourth usually enters late so like the the fourth just comes out on the second episode who is out of nowhere randy orton and then like because he's so yender, he he wants he wants that fucking Bray Wyatt all to himself. So he has to push Luke Harper out. He needs that Luke Harper out, and that's the storyline. Yep. And then the storyline after, like, I, I picture this to be a two episode setup. So around episode five is when the actual like plot starts, in which Luke Harper now needs to go back into it. I like this. Right, right. If only I had the aptitude. To make it reality. I know. And also the probably rights to the character. <laughs> that would also probably help. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Katowice Soto? Uh, Sho- Katowice Soto? Shoujo? Uh, either way, no. Essentially, it's this harem visual novel, but every single girl has some sort of disability. That is amazing. There's My favorite one is this pink-haired girl, and her her entire thing is... I would lo- love to hug you, like, whatever, Coon, if only I had arms. Oh, <laughs> I actually feel bad for her. <laughs> She's stumpy, and her, like, school uniform has her arms tied off on both sides, because she has no. Oh, no! What would you do? Kanawa Shoujo, I think it is. <laughs> oh, my lord. It is great. Oh, it's amazing. All right. That... <laughs> I, I, I love shitty things like that that can just be equated to anime. Just just because, like, oh, it's a harem, except all the girls are furniture. Katawa Shoujo. I, I, need to, I need to look that up. Oh, right. This is Four Leaf Studio. This is the game, the visual novel created by 4chan. <laughs> 4chan, you crazy bastards. Keep 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 doing what you're doing, friends. The really fucking weird thing is, I hear it's actually really good. You see, the weird thing about 4chan is that it attracts the shittiest people, but it also attracts the shittiest people who can also write well. So, Kano Shoujo uh, literally is cripple girls in Japanese, <laughs> but translated, it's disability girls. It's a bishoujo-style visual novel by Four Leaf Studios that tells the story of a young man and five young women living with varying disabilities. Gave uses a traditional Texas spray based visual novel made with blah 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 nom, 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 nom. takes place in fictional Yamaku High School for disabled children. 
A player takes the role of Hisao Nakai, an ordinary boy whose life changed dramatically after a heart attack caused by his long dormant cardiac error. Uh, fucking just heart condition. Yeah. Uh, lengthy, lengthy hospitalization, hospitalization. He's moved to an education for healthcare, education and healthcare for disabled students. Place. So, let's, do we have characters? Hopefully, main characters. Okay, you're right with the heart condition. Emi Ibarazaki is an energetic, extroverted blonde girl with twin tails and forest green eyes. She has prosthetic legs, having had her original legs amputated below the knees as a result of a car accident. Oh, that's a shame. Hanako Ikazawa, as a child, suffered an accident in which her house was burned down, taking the lives of her parents. The right side of her body is heavily scarred from the incident and left her dramatized. Oh, that's, I feel bad for these people. Lily Sato is the class representative of 3-2, a class composed of blind and partially blind students. She has been blind since birth. Uh, apparently she is best girl, so says most people. Uh, Rin Tezuka. <laughs> Hold on. She's best girl. Blind girl is best girl, apparently. <laughs> Probably because she has an entire body just, like, unscathed. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> um, I feel really bad for A, making that statement, and B, for all the other girls. Rin, a girl whose arms were almost entirely deformed due to a birth defect, uses her feet to accomplish everyday tasks with surprising dexterity. Um, See, I like, I like how optimistic, like... A lot of the description is, is, is sounding. Shizuni Hakamichi, uh, student council president and class representative of class 33. This respectable girl has short, dark blue hair and eyes. She is both deaf and mute. Oh. What else we got? Uh, Shizuni's best friend, Shina Mikado, an only fellow member of student uh, only fellow member of student council. She serves as her interpreter and is the best. Yeah, so she is the interpreter of the deaf girl. Deaf girl. Death girl. Death girl. She is friendly and cheerful, though her enthusiasm for most things, despite being rather... What, what is her disability? I think she's just an assistant. Oh, yeah. Uh, attends, Misha attends Yamaku as part of the side language recruitment program, making her one of the few normal students attending the high school. Attending school. And then... We have another legally blind one. Excellent. That is amazing. Katara Shoujo. There we go. I, I mean... I th- I, th- I thought we had a uh, had total diversity when we could date tanks. What was that one again? Uh, was Panzer that? Girls. Panzer Girls. That's yeah, there we go. Saying. It's like a, a, a German tank, but I can't remember the name of the German tank right now. See, Panzer. I, <laughs> a a really curious side of me really wants me to pursue these games just to see what the fuck, like. The, it's just so fucking weird to me. The diversity in visual novels is a plus. <laughs> I made a visual novel. We, we were planning to make several visual novels. It's true. I still want to make the monster under the bed one. Yeah, that's actually fantastic. I still want to make the uh, cell phone coon, um, in which it's the dating sim where you're the cell phone. Oh, you, God, you, yes. You need, to, like, you need to stop the girl from taking other cell phones and boyfriends. The thing is, like, I've already made a visual novel. Why don't I just do these? Because we're lazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we're lazy. You have a slightly more acceptable excuse than I. I think I've mentioned the visual novel in here, haven't I? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first... Well, you, you've mentioned it to me, and then we started talking about Fate's Day Night, and then that was in relation to... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 1984. Made it a visual novel. Because, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, why not, right? Like, <laughs> it was so 
so good though. You think about like I think that should be one of those like rule thirty like rule thirty four right next to rule thirty five. If it exists, there's a visual novel about I it. I should ask my buddy Nick and see if he still has it. I'd be interested in playing it. I I really want it back. There we was should, we should live stream it. <laughs> there were three arcs and it was really poorly. Like, we just stole the sprites from. Um, oh my god! We we. Sh- when the seagulls cry, Umineko no Nakokorani. There we go. <laughs> we stole the uh, visual, the, the sprites from there, altered them to kind of fit our characters, and just threw them back in. I also need to watch when the seagulls cry. Still, I've tried to look for it, and then I just followed by Umineko. Okay, so that's the viewing order. Higurashi is great because it ends up with a baseball bat versus butcher cleaver on the f- top of a school fight. That sounds amazing. So good. Um, what else is there? What else? What else we got going on? I guess Nazis are a thing. It just bothers me, fucking all of Berkeley. <laughs> we meant to talk about Berkeley. That was like, that was the plan was, well... We got too happy with things. Yeah, right? We got too positive. We talked about school and fond <laughs> memories and, you know, I mean, we're almost at an hour at this point. I mean, we could save Berkeley for another day, but I think... I think, I think I, Berkeley's going to be passed by then. Yeah. I guess we could... <laughs> Okay. Of Berkeley. Let's, let's just let's just cover this right quickly then. I guess All this right. is as much exposure as it really needs because you know we're we're bringing the news to the people, right? Yeah, yeah. We're we're the main news source in those three guys in Russia. At least twenty four hours late and to an <laughs> audience of two. At least <laughs> one two. of which is you. <laughs> I did listen to the last one and we got a few views. Sorry. Um, Actually, no. I think I clicked on it and I remembered what the con- like what the content was, and then I stopped listening. Right. It might have counted the click. All right, fuck it. Let's go. Let's take a look. All right. Um, so Berkeley ended up being fucking assaulted by themselves, practically. Berkeley being the place, not a guy's name. Yeah, you see, you see Berkeley. Um, I find that really like. It's it's really weird to me that they would like physically like fire and smoke bomb uh, Berkeley and that like they're they're defending free speech by silencing free speech. Five plays. Um, so Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, relatively famous gay guy for being rather like brash with his his speeches and stuff. See, we need we need more people like him. Like a lot of people, especially people that talk about these issues, kind of pussyfoot around. And if they don't like. And here's the thing, if they don't pander to an audience, like, Milo is a very lucky individual in the fact that he's very loud and he demands to be heard, whereas a lot of other people that talk to it talk about these issues, but don't really care to be heard so long as their opinion is out there. That's not how you get, like, he, he seeked to get popular, I feel, and that's a very, like, positive thing, because we really need someone popular like him to start talking about these issues, because this happens, and it's fucking hilarious. My favorite part is that social justice warriors get really upset at him, but he's gay, so they feel weird about it. Right? <laughs> like, he's the perfect fucking storm of, like, oh, hey, I'm gay, therefore oppressed, but also white male, not oppressed, but I talk about social issues. Um, and it's not the ones you agree with. <laughs> so, yeah. When it comes to Milo, some of the things are hit, some of the things are missed. I don't agree with everybody on 100% of things all the time. And I mean, that's that's the way it should be. You gotta, take, you gotta take what you like about them and, like, alright, I defend those points, but I will point out also the several things I don't agree with. That, yeah. that, that's healthy. That's a healthy debate topic. But what UC Berkeley instead did was burn everything down, start riots to the point where the mayor said, no, don't send him the police because shit's too fucked. He didn't even get to do his speech. But instead of him being silenced for a couple hundred people that you don't have to go to, this was just him doing a speech, yeah. you can just not go. 
Instead, now he's able to go on TV and news because now he's the cause of this and talk about it to yeah, a lot more people. Super, super ironic. Like, I think he even mentioned it, like, by, by trying to silence me, you've actually, like, just, boost, just boosted my yeah. exposure. Like, All you're, you're killing yourselves, through. essentially. Yeah. What, so my, my favorite thing about this entire thing is all of these people that speak out would love to debate people like that. Oh, yeah. Not specifically like a smug, like, <laughs> you guys are fucking shits. Milo would love to genuinely debate and, like, discuss these issues with a person, uh, like, an SJW, essentially. Yeah. He would love to shut them down, but he also, I feel, would love to say, like, I want to speak with you genuinely, earnestly about these issues so that you know what the fuck you're talking about. I, f- I feel like it's for them now. Like, he's, he's arguing for them because they need to know what they're doing. They obviously do not. No, it was brilliant. It's so, it's so great. UC Berkeley, in order to defend their actions of this entire protest where people got beaten unconscious in the name of free speech, <coughs> um, what is it? Uh, oh my god, I just totally lost my point. What was I just saying? What were my words? Uh, something about knocking out a guy. Um, no, before that. Oh, oh fuck. Actually, no, no, I went on a, I went on a tirade there. Shit! Uh, in, in an effort of free speech, they they tried to silence him. They beat up a guy who was... I mean, he kind of supported Trump, sure, but, like, beating him with metal poles does not really uh, bring your, your peace and social justice warrior things to any sort of light of good. I mean, I could go also <laughs> on, like, a slight tangent about, like... Oh, you got it. Got it. We'll go with you. We'll go with you. So, in order to justify their attacks, this is what I said, Uh, in order to justify their attacks on Milo and other people that, like, got maced and beat to fuck and unconscious and shit, is they started calling everyone Nazis. So, apparently, in the States now, people are really accepting and wrong behind the fact that you could just punch a person that that, that, that is a Nazi, and then, you know, it's fine, because, you know, he's a Nazi, he deserves to be punched. But now they're just shut, like anyone that is opposed to them is being called a Nazi now, which means they're broadening the spectrum of people they deem that you can just punch in the face. And how is this peaceful in any fucking way? See, I also you start a dangerous precedent when you just be like, oh, I guess it's okay to punch a fucking Nazi. See, when all this like labeling <coughs> started, what's stopping anyone from labeling anyone anything? Exactly. And, especially because now it's just such a wild west of shit that you don't even need to provide proof. You just need to bend descriptions. You just need to bend what words mean. And that's very scary, but also very hilarious in that as soon as it comes down to, like, an official court, it's just like, all right, what's your definition of this? He's clearly not this. Case closed. Like, what, what, what are they? What, what, what is their game? My favorite bit is probably fucking um, Sarah Silverman. <laughs> I've, uh, have, right. you, have you seen that? I have not seen it. <clears throat> all right, let me see if I can find it. I could probably imagine, but I've not seen it. Okay, I've liked it and, like, retweeted stuff, but I guess all of it got deleted or something? I mean, we could, we could always do that, like, after. I mean, we're, we're on our hour now. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I remember it mostly where Silver, Sil- Sarah Silverman pretty much called for a military insurgency and a coup d'etat. Sarah Silverman, of all people... She's a comedian. She most unintentional comedic thing of 2017, like holy shit of all people, fucking asking for a military coup to t- like Jesus Christ. It's it is it is insane. It is actually insane. Silly SJWs. 
and the other other labels that you would like to be called. No, and because we're criticizing them now, we're Nazis, and people could be punching us in the face. Yeah, but I could call them Nazis for also not conforming to my beliefs. So exactly. now we're both Nazis, yeah, so we should ally in the punching non-Nazis. No, you, you're both you just punching each other in the face because different ideologies. Yeah, but okay, all right. Because we run on labels, if I call you a Nazi, but you called me a Nazi. Because I've labeled you a Nazi, and because you've labeled me a Nazi, we're now on the same side. Well, I'm upset that you've labeled me. I'm upset that you've labeled me, so we have to come to some sort of middle ground here. Who's the Nazi? I'm sorry, middle ground with social justice warriors? <laughs> oh, right. It's either black or white, and nothing else. <laughs> or metal poles in the fucking face. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're with us, you're against us. Like, it's gotten to the point where fucking JonTron... Love him. Love him to death. And all he did was defend... Like, he made some, like, some relatively okay points. He also about, went on Sargon's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, Sargon of Akkad's uh, podcast, I believe. Podcast or live stream, either one. Yeah. Either way, he didn't, like... It wasn't cronyism of any kind. He was like, look, it's not that... Like, it's shit's, shit's kind of fucked up. Let's see where it goes, because, like, there's not really much we can do. Fact. Yeah. Um, the refugee thing really sucks... Because, like, you know, you, you bring in a lot of people. How is a country supposed to support an extra 100,000 people that they weren't ready to? Yeah. Kind of fat. Look below us. Fucking that refugee family that I fucking hate. Not because they're refugees, but because they're loud and they live off the welfare. And it's really, like, it's not cool that they're, like, they're trying to have a life. Sweet. The other one got exploded. Sweet. We're helping them out. Sweet. But then we have people who've lived here pay taxes that are still on the street. Shitty. Understandable that there would be complaints. Yeah. But that makes me a Nazi, too. And now they're going around saying, that, oh, John Tron's a piece of shit. Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. Punch him in the face. So I really enjoyed that. Oh, oh. To the point where they... Have you watched the Starcade episodes? Yes. With the one where he was in the Nazi uniform? <laughs> they screen grabbed that. And they're throwing that one around about how literally Nazi John Tron is. While he's sitting in the Millennium fucking Falcon. Look, man, space Nazis are no shit to deal with, all right? Woo! Everyone knew. I've played Wolfenstein. They were on the moon. Great game. Yeah. I still gonna watch Iron Sky. Iron Sky? Nazis on the moon. It's a movie. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Why, why haven't I heard of it or right? watched it? Have you watched Dead Snow? I have not watched Dead Snow. Zombie Nazis. I've heard of it. I've heard of that, and I was like, "This is fucking stupid." It's like, it's, like where, it's, it's one of the original zombie Nazi ideas. I'm pretty sure. On a scale of one to ten, because you've clearly seen it, love it. Is it more played for comedic effect? Or oh, it is so camp. I'll probably watch it. There's a doctor, like one of the main characters, is studied like because they're all students, of course, right? Yeah. Because uh, it's a zombie horror movie. Yeah. One of them is studying to become a doctor, and he's afraid of blood. <laughs> Oh, poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, somebody gets their, like, there's a zombie under the snow that pops up and bites someone in the dick. This movie knows what it's about. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. We're, we're good. That's a guaranteed watch. Yeah, it's great. You and see, there's a sequel to it. I've, I've planted my chips in the video game, uh, like, culture for too long. I feel like I need to branch out. First right. thing was anime, and that was a mistake, yep. lately. <laughs> wrestling, nice. wrestling a little bit, and I enjoy that genuinely. I feel like that might have been a mistake because fucking WWE's writing is just pissing me off yep. continually. Yep. Um, their their other stuff is good, just not Raw and sometimes SmackDown. SmackDown's great. SmackDown's pretty good. SmackDown SmackDown's pretty great. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll, it's not. I'll probably I'll I'll, I'll 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 compose a list or better yet, 
just like, hey, watch this, and then I'm like, sweet, I will. Because I I don't do well with lists. Lists are too much. Yeah. I use them for fuel. That's fair. Fuel for my, uh, I guess, crippling addiction to uh, Dota 2. It's unfortunate. I mean, I've kicked the Did habit. you reinstall it? I didn't reinstall it. Okay. It's It's gone. I should really find a way to, like, wipe... Like, I should start a new Steam account and buy all my games. That's the only way I would not think about it. Because it's on the list. Uh, just blanked out. Just like, you've owned Dota 2. And I'm like, I know. Please stop. And then every time I like, oh, you've got a Steam card. But here's this thousand item Dota 2 inventory. Please, no. I don't want to see that. That makes me want to come back. Because I have Arcanos. Bad time. That's a bad time. Actually, I sold most of them to buy Fallout 4, which was also a mistake. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I like the base building. Everyone loved the base building. I hate the base building. It was a needless fucking point, and I hate micromanaging like people in my adventure game. I feel like if they marketed Fallout 4 as like a instead of the quintessential sequel, because even though the the plot was fucking bullshit, all right. Here's I have huge problems with Fallout 4. Base building is not one of them. Although, it could have been a completely separate game. They could have taken the base building, actually made a point to the base building, as opposed to, you get to watch numbers go up, good for you. Yep. That's the only time I cheated, was to get infinite resources in base building materials, and just build the base, because I fucking hated it. Here's the thing. It's an add-on, cool. Whatever. They, 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 they did a thing that is enjoyable to me and a lot of other people. However, it's just follow New Vegas, but worse. Yep. Um... That's really you like branching storylines and or like a good or bad morality sort of thing. Because or more that's than gone. four dialogue options that are vague as fuck. Eh? Eh? I loved to pick from ten options, even though a lot of them like would lead to the same thing. I can actually role play. Yeah, <laughs> right. The whole point of the fucking game is an RPG, a role playing game. None but of the fucking they, options you pick change anything. You see, all right, follow three. Find your dad. How do I find my dad? There's absolutely no leads, so you go to explore. You're alone. That's the theme. That's the game. Good. Follow New Vegas. Oh, look at me. You got shot in the head. You're supposed yep. to find the guy. But you could also roleplay that you just lost your memory and all you had to go on is a platinum chip. So now you go on a fucking adventure. Just doing what you want. You have an excuse to roleplay. You have a name. You have a wife. You have a son in Fallout 4. You go find your son. But you could also ignore that parental responsibility that... Even though thousands of hours in, you face Kellogg's like, give me my son. You clearly didn't care because you you spent literal weeks not looking for your son. I saw you over there. You're picking fucking (laughs) tomatoes with the old couple that lived by your base. Yeah, no. Fallout 4 was not great. There's, okay. It points you in the direction of agency. And then because it's a Bethesda game between you and agency are a thousand other objectives that you feel obligated to complete because in this one they force you to talk to people now they did this in Fallout New Vegas but you know what the difference is no walks away they will remind you every single fucking time you walk you talk to a guy once in Fallout New Vegas oh hey you got the quest in your journal alright I'll ignore it you go to Preston at any time at any fucking day oh yeah, how are you doing with the settlement? By the way, there's another settlement. I'm like, does this end? Probably not. Nope. My favorite, in like my favorite thing about Fallout is, like the earlier Fallout's, is you could have an intelligence score so low that you could not interact with people and just incoherently babble and grunt at them. See that that that, that was fun. That was Bethesda. Was, the, the team that made it was having fun. It was. It, it, Guess what? You could do that in roleplay. 
Right. You could play a role of a fucking bumbling idiot. Great. Can't do that anymore. I, I, I feel I feel like taking t- taking away from it. Bethesda games, as messy as they fucking are, as a board game that they just slam down on the table and go do whatever the fuck. Taking away control from that board game is so bad. It's like, like playing Dunge- it's, it's like playing Dungeons and Dragons, <coughs> but the Tyler's module. DMing. Tyler, <laughs> I was going to say with the modules that choose your own adventure book, but Tyler's DMing is even better. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's so fucking great, dude. No, uh, we roll a character that is two heads on one body, immediately put in jail. You have no chance to save against it. You can do nothing about we it. We started in a bar. We got that far. <laughs> someone, someone knows us. Yeah, we were able to make it to the city, probably in daylight. Yeah, to a bar. Sit down at a table where there are probably patrons, order a drink, but no. Immediately, as soon as this thing starts, we're, we're, we're a problem because we have two heads and we're causing a disturbance. Here's the thing. I, I, I think his problem is that... Also, you lose all your armor and weapons. Fuck you. Continue. Think about his problem with that style of like role-playing. Like, he obviously likes it. He obviously, like... I, I like it. I like the whole, like, it's pretty free to do whatever the fuck you want so long as you are you have a good day and roll. Um, but, like, I think his setting is... Here's entities of people that you, the player, made, and plop them down in the world, that's it. Like, you don't... It's not assumed that you have any personal goals, even though that's generally decided it's, after you kind of like the character. Well, yeah, when you're rolling up a character, you have an entire narrative that he wants to do while doing the narrative the DM wants. Now it, it could work like the way the way the DM uh, the DM is doing a group that we're doing right now is uh, and by we're I mean me and a couple of other friends um, is he has a straight line narrative but he also encourages personal goals so that if that straight line narrative takes a break or if that straight line narrative is like branching in any way it could be a okay so one of the carrots on a stick is I have this character's like fucking sisters just like I have information on the informant if you go to fucking fuck off Keat and it's like guys we gotta go to fuck off Keat and then the other guy's just like dude dude we gotta make time for like my thing it's just it, it's, it's an interesting like blend of group dynamics and like you actually work as a party as opposed to plop down in a story go on autopilot yeah, no, he pretty much had a conveyor belt of a narrative, and we just dropped into it and was like, here you go. Here's your shit you gotta deal with. You're, you're, not, you're not able to make saves or roll against it or anything. I mean, mine was... The even con- though you're a fucking charisma-based class, continue. Yeah, you're right. I mean, even my, even my campaign was the exact opposite, in which I gave you the Bethesda board game. Yeah. Um, which was a fucking mess, because after a while I just uh, stopped being able to prepare for it. It Yeah, it became a little, like... To be fair, uh, I did allow some things that probably weren't... I, I really just wanted to open up the group to that kind of style of play, and then it kind of got out of hand, so I couldn't stop. Even though it was out of hand, everybody was having fun, though. Yeah, it was at least the fun. Thing. Like, like, it was absurd, but people were having fun. Like, I want to bet the town on this gladiator that we're obviously going to fix the match for it. And it was fantastic. It was like, dumb, but, like, he not was you. Like, what was, the, what was the odds on him? Uh, like, fucking 27 to 1. I have 27 town deeds now. <laughs> like, it's it's that sort of stuff that's like, players were creative, there was a situation that was on hand, they made the best of it, and like, fuck it, it was fantastic. I love fun. the fact that he fucking bet the town. The, I love the I, fact I, that he took the effort to get the town deed, was like, we're gonna need this later, and just was like, alright, 
Bet the town. Yep. <laughs> what if that Duffel Holder actually rolled well? He, he would have lost the town. I know. Skullport would have been a branch of fucking... Uh, I actually can't remember the name of the town now. Oh, yeah. No, I can't remember either. You know what? If we, uh, I hope we start again, like, fresh. Like, I kind of want to DM again, as I've said... We just need to gather players. Yeah. I should actually probably speak with Teddy and work with him, because I think he's interested in doing it as well. If we could move it to Saturday, I know Travis would want to do it. Saturday works well, because Saturday I'm doing, uh, or I'm planning to do, if he actually fucking commits to it, God, for fucking bit, uh, Saturday morning RPG, and that would lead very well to, like, planning for uh, for other RPGs. Yeah. Yeah. I I should hire you to, fi- like, help me finish my sci-fi RPG. You see... I think I, 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 it's a really good time if you really want me to like think about mechanics and stuff because I also have a friend who's developing his own RPG. Uh, it's about the whole setting is he wants to do it kind of like a roguelike ish, and he redid all the combat, so it's uh, it's kind of hard to explain considering it's like always fluctuating and stuff in combat. But essentially, he wants casters to be like, all right, so master fire. So now you, like, on a cast, you roll power dice instead of, like, oh, this predetermined spell does this predetermined thing. Yeah, I don't like that. So, like, you roll power dice, and you say you roll a 20, and you add modifiers for it to be a 29. That's your power for fire, for example. And he has listen for fire. Fire dictates, like, power roll dictates damage. And then you roll a ranged attack to throw it if you want to throw out a fireball. But say you want to modify that fireball. Say you want it to be a large burst fireball. You minus 10 to your power roll, which I think is cool, because obviously as the flames yeah. spread, it you, makes you sense. It's uncondensed power. It's and spread out. Because that spell is not spell... like Because spell damage is not spell-based, it's instead uh, player skill-based. So like as you uh, build up your character, your spells get stronger inherently. You can be like, oh, I can afford that large burst, because that minus 10 I had... Well, now I have plus 19 on my roll, so it, that kind of, like, I can do as much damage as my little fireball back then, only on a larger area. And it actually, like, has a little... It, 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 it's pretty good. I, I quite like his spellcasting system. Mine is... It's, mine's, mine's not like that. Um, spellcasting... I might be able to make something work like that. I don't know. There's a lot of, like... When I'm DMing, there's going to be a lot of... It's not really fudging. There's a whole point to my fudging thing. Yeah. Like... I want everybody to feel like they're accomplishing something. Yeah. Because the worst thing is you drop into a game of D&D at level one and then, like, with Tammy, could not hit a single thing and then dies. I think that's more that's more of an issue for me. I, I feel like, although I would like the pure, if you die, you start out at level one, I feel like there should be, like, a, a buffer. Like, perhaps either the party agrees to take on some lower level shit because God forbid. Yeah. Or uh, something like something that the party member can do. Like if I would have thought, oh, this party member, uh, while the big guys are like taking care of like the big bads, this one newbie can do something like brilliant in that. Oh, you fit, like because the newbie is going to absolutely die in this fight, they send them away. Perhaps like a little informant or betrayer of the faction just like pulls them over and goes, hey, hey, you want to do a job? It's like. Sure. What the fuck? Whatever. I'm just standing here. So obviously they take it. It's it. It's more. It's more part of the DM to do that. But I feel like the mechanics dis disallow it a lot. Well, mine is everybody contributes. Yeah. You you get a big bad. Say it's like fucking I don't know, big wolf, dire wolf, something like that. And you get like a level four guy. Yes. He rolls. You've got modifiers and stuff. Roll like a sixteen. Sweet. You hit. You deal. You throw your damage out. Great. Yep. Level one guy. 
Doesn't really have any modifiers at that point. Maybe a plus one, maybe a plus two, whatever. Rolls. Excuse me. Doesn't quite clear AC. Who cares? Roll damage. Then you take that damage, and then you, you like, there's a ratio of how far you are off from the AC to the damage given. Yeah. So say you roll a two or a one, you will probably miss, but a three will hit, but maybe you just do one or two damage. Because so it's like still a, a glancing blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that system a lot, actually. So you're still rolling dice. You still feel like you're accomplishing something. I don't tell you, like, you roll eight, and it's like, all right, cool, you did one damage. No, I take that eight and go, sweet, can make a jot note down. Continue the fight. Take two HP off the guy. It still feels like people are contributing. Although it's not a big thing, people are happier. Yeah. The big thing is player feel. If you're rolling, you're not accomplishing anything. Like, look at Chris. Fucking could not hit anything for months and months and months. Oh, that man was so fucking... He he literally could not hit a broadside of a burn. Pick up a dice, put it back down. Because it's just going to be a three. (laughs) That man was cursed. I'm cursed, he's cursed. Now, if you roll a three, you hit something, not well, but, like, you get, you get some of it. Sweet. You feel like... I just want people to feel like they're accomplishing something. I mean, the thing is with the whole AC system is, like, it's very nebulous as to what it means. AC, armor class, it could mean you dodge, because it's based on dexterity, or yeah. it could mean, like... But... The armor is too strong for that puny, puny little fucking fork that you threw at them. Yeah, but, like, it, it feels good to know that you're actually contributing, even in some small way. Yeah. Like, like there's it, going to be logical things, too, if the guy's full, like, plate armor and you've got, like I said, a spoon as your thrown weapon. You're throwing spoon. It's going to fucking take off his armor. You're an idiot. I mean, there's also, like, a really, really nice factor for, like, if that glancing bow of one damage kills the guy. Like, yeah. he's at one damage, and then the newbie just comes in and finishes him off, and it's a feel-good moment for everybody. Exactly. Um, another thing is, spells are not really from, like, a book. Because sometimes, like, when I was making my first character, it was very nebulous as to what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Um, instead, it's... I, I take it from the old WoW. Like, the whole skill tree. Yeah. Um, dice you get originally, say you run with daggers. Yep. You're going to probably be a dagger-type player for most of it, because you're a rogue-type, right? You like daggers. You like yeah. stealthy stealth and stabby stab. All right. Now, you get better with daggers, because you're practicing, you're using them, and you get more powerful as a rogue. All right, turn that d4 into a d6. All right, more levels up. All right, turn that d6 into a d8. Things like that. Like, it's still, like... Yeah. Because I, I, I understand that, you know, you get more dice per weapon, but... I don't know. It's, uh, there, there's a system for it that I have written down. I just can't remember it right now. Oh, there's a lot of flavor issues with like <laughs> weapons and stuff. For like, oh, I want to make my character work a like different way, but if I min max, there's a, there's another aspect of it. But that, that that's more that's more player taste. Like I, I would totally, if I had a decorated quarterstaff, keep the quarterstaff over like the fucking mall that they gave me. Yeah. Like if I have I have if I have like Medivh's staff and it effectively does nothing except look cool, I'd probably do that because. Yeah, every every so often in the tree you have a chance to take a new skill, yeah. or not take the skill and then upgrade your dice. Yeah, which is kind of nice. Do you want that skill? To like, oh, it gives you uh, like a stealth attack, yeah. and like doesn't break stealth, and they still have to check for you. Or you can just straight up be a combat rogue and just trade your dice in for higher dice and hit harder, like stuff like that. Like yeah. I don't know. There's there's a lot you can do with like RPGs. It's just the matter of like exploring why no one explain like explored this or why they decided to take the D and D route. Yeah. Like for example, spells. Spells, if you picture it the right way, kind of makes sense. But it's always like a all right. So I have all these spells in the book that you've told me to look at. Uh, do I have any of them? And then you're like, no, but you can have some of them. Yeah. 
like the whole spell slot thing, you could just picture that as a list of things you can cast for the day and then rest and then recharge. Yeah. Um, but like in terms of oh, so I have a lot of these cantrip like a lot of these level zero spells and level one spells at first, but like say the loot tables or say like you, you need to now fudge in some spell loot for the guy yeah um which kind of felt like it kind of feels shoehorned that i don't know it just feels a lot of shoehorny for mechanics for me well um oh my god uh Sh- shadow run has a like a pretty much a mechanic for spell pit spell casting of mana yeah like they, they it's drained like, you get a drain every time you cast a spell, and if you get too drained, you start getting woozy, and then when you run out of, like, capabilities to cast spell, you go unconscious. Yep. Which makes fucking sense. If you're a spellcaster, if you run out of spells, you've probably put a fuck ton of energy into casting spells. You should kind of be woozy. See, I, I, I'm always wary of the D&D, like, spellcasting thing. Like, I never really like the, this is the specific thing you do, and this is the only thing that this spell will ever do. Yeah. I like the idea of... The, the shadow run idea because you could put like a force wall up yeah and you can make it a really big force wall if you want to take the drain damage yeah which makes sense because you're putting a lot more effort into it you think fucking Kamehameha got fucking better just because fucking spec it to it no he's like you know what I've got stronger put more energy in that Kamehameha put Vegeta in orbit okay, okay times 10 good shit like that I mean I, I feel like we should like Play Shadowrun, or at least a D and D like Shadowrun, just to just to keep up with with interest. Mine, yeah, the one I'm trying to work on kind of takes the good from Shadowrun and the good from D and D and makes them kiss. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Essentially, for casters, I want a mana system that I, isn't I, too intrusive or like um, problematic. Honestly, I think like that would be more simple for players as well. Just yeah. like, oh hey, I want to add a die. Well, you uh, like a die to this roll. So like, you fireball, fireball sixty six. It's like. Can I add two more die? It'll take two more energy damage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You spend as much as you want it to do. Like, a low-power player can almost kill themselves, fucking throwing out a huge fireball, save everybody, sweet. Now he's unconscious, everybody has to fucking carry your burden ass, you motherfucker. We're getting scarily close to, like, Bethesda-y things in that your higher-level spells cast, like, physically you can't cast because it has too high an energy cost. Yeah. But I think that system is, like... I think that system has a lot more going for it than we give it credit for. Yeah. And that Bethesda actually developed it for it because, as essentially, the Chereas have the mana cost for all of these. Yeah. And then you just branch out to whatever you want. But I feel, I feel like that system has merit, and it's very simple to learn. Just, like, you can cast any of these so long as you get the points. I like to think that you can learn high-power spells, but the more... Like, say you've got... 30 mana. Yeah. But it's like a 40 mana cost spell. You can cast it, but you have a 10% chance of dying. Now, let's go back to the anime for a second. Alright. Kota has exactly that character you're thinking of. Fantastic. Uh, she's an explosion mage. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. However, she can only cast it once. And then after that, she almost falls unconscious. Every time. She, she pretty much just fucking slumps down and has to be carried back to town. So... And she refuses to take any other spell. Yeah, you could be that character. Yeah. Which and, is hilarious. And of course she's the fucking lowly of the party, but either way. And like, she's best girl. I, I want that capability in a D&D, where you're like, huh, mage, glass cannon? Yeah, fucking show you a glass cannon. Blah, dead. <laughs> I mean, that's... It's stupid, but it's fun. Like, yeah. As, 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 as toy box wacky as you want the campaign to be, just like, 
you could even rule it just like don't take that spell you're gonna die it's just like I'll only use it for like a dire situation and serious players won't take it anyway because they know they can't like they don't want to risk their character dying yeah like it really depends on the group and like just just give the tools for the players to be silly as they want and just if, if that's not the tone then just say like look well just forget this thing ever happened what do you think that there'd be a hard cost for something and for every like mana you don't have that you're trying to cast this spell you have an extra percent chance of dying just like per tick like a 40 percent 40 mana 50 50 mana spell and you got 40 mana that's 10 percent death I think that's a reasonable and neat system to have honestly like I feel like um, at least something like that or like an exhaustion meter yeah or like so like for example if you cast something over uh, like say you have a 50 mana pool and you cast something 51 percent or 51 mana obviously you're overexerting yourself but you wouldn't like yeah, you have a 1% chance of dying. It's like, not too bad. Yeah, but say you cast a 100, uh, 100 mana spell on that 50% pool, on that 50 mana pool, then obviously you have, like, a lot better, like, huger problems. Like, you obviously took everything and then some. Yeah. Like, twi- like twice the, your capability. The ground around you is desiccated because you stole the energy from it. Yeah, so, like, I, I would like a system where it's not just absolute death, but the death is still really possible, but, like, it... it, it extending table of like conditions because you just overexerted yourself like yeah and you can even, have, even something as simple as like pull the muscle and your spell casting or like burnt out a magic circuit or whatever yeah you could do that like if chance to yeah roll percentiles um if you hit like the 10 percent chance to die you fucking die yeah and if you roll like another maybe 10 percent close to that like up to 20 percent uh you have to roll on this chart of like cripples I feel as though we should have, like, I feel as though if you're going that route, we should have, like, tiers of it. Like, easy, wacky tier to, like, tough, severe tier. Where easy, wacky tier is just, like, you sprain yourself, like, minus one to your rolls. Whereas the massive tier is, like, permanent, like, minus five to your mana because you just overexerted yourself and you need to, like, recover that. You need to, like, find a specific fix for that and be hardcore about it. Yeah, and then like in the over, meanwhile over the wacky table, death could still be a thing, but fainting's much more often. It's it, it kind of gives you a nice resource balancing act that most players can do, which without being too confusing. Like, it also gives mages that like <laughs> oomph. Like I feel as though yeah. if you are a orc barbarian, rage gives you that edge, so that you can jump into four people and like come out winning. Yeah, you'd collapse because your rage would end and you lose that bonus, but you'd still come out victorious. Whereas a mage. I understand mages are supposed to be weak early and strong late, but, like, I feel as though if all of your, like, if your barbarian, your paladin, and your cleric died, and you're the only one left, and it's a very dire situation of, like, the boss character in which you still can't hit, if you're out of spell slots, you're fucked. Yeah, hit him with your stick. Hit him with your stick for a d6. Oh, wait, you can't because your strength is, like, pitiful because that's your dump stat. But in our system... I feel as though if you have a magic bar, you can be like, oh fuck, what magic spells can I cast? Uh, Ten mana spell, even though I have two left, and then it ends up killing him, and everyone is excited, but you have to spend that extra chance of dying first. Yep. I mean, that's probably a, a little little example, but it, it, it's just one of those examples that make mages more exciting early, because I feel like that's what turns a lot of people off, is like, yep. I want to be a spellcaster. Holy fuck, what is this? No, I as soon as I made like a spellcaster... Um, or, well, like, I was gonna roll up, like, a, a mage type of some sort of thing, just like a wizard, but you run out of spells, and then you do nothing for the rest of the fight. 
at least with this mage, you can be like, all right, I throw a tiny fireball at him just just to get him hit hit him, light him on fire, maybe make him stun for a round, whatever. I and mean, I believe that's what cantrips were meant for in five fifth edition, but a D three of damage is nothing. Yeah. Um, and I feel as though if you go like physical, like okay, I want to be a mage, but with a bow. You're now defining your stats, like, you have to roll really, really well, yeah. and then that, you might as well multi-class and ignore it, like, and then that that way you don't get any higher level magic anyway. Well, yeah, in 5th edition they did kind of have a system like that, where you can roll it on a higher spell slot. Yeah. Which is kind of what I'm pulling from, but more fun. I mean, I, I feel like, I, I don't feel more tables the better, but I feel like the more conditions, like, the, the more options that you can give your players, the better, honestly. Yeah. Um, and if you really want to, at zero mana, cast a 50 mana spell, provided you have the like knowledge to do it, go for it, but you just might blow yourself up. I think, um, I, I have a book somewhere, I think I have 22 classes? Like, each one's like, I think there's like 10 classes or something like that, but each one kind of has a branching path. Yeah. And, yeah, no, it's, it's, I'll, I'll have to break it up sometime and kind of work on it. I'm interested in seeing it. Like, I think I've uh, mentioned it before, but we just didn't get around to it. Well, I mean, I was working on it while I was at the warehouse where there was not much else to do. And then now you're in school. And now I'm in school where I actually have more free time and I just get sleepy all the time. But yeah. I, have, I have sleepies too. I think that's just depression. Maybe. Who knows? I just wanted to bring that down or down just to calm us, calm us a little bit because we're, we're an hour and 30 in. Look at that. Although, very, very progressive uh, RPG talk. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, I, I like developing. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun to create with hands. Just, you know, it's, it's not a lot of fun in practice. <laughs> Is that right there? I'm going to break this shit out after. Yes, it is. Ah. Ah. Oh, yeah, there are mutations kind of like... Um, <clears throat> you know how in... You can pick a star sign. Oblivion, you can pick a star sign, right? Yes. And it would kind of change certain traits? Yes. I don't have to have that. And I feel like that would also be good, like, because it's it's a nice little reconnaissance as well, just like, oh, the star sign of fucking the shadow gives you temporary visibility, but the big bad, we never see him. Perhaps he has that star sign, that's why he has it, and it could be just a different other thing, just like, <laughs> I'm just an asshole. It's an asshole with invisibility ring. Well, let's end this because I don't want to give away all my secrets on the podcast. Because there's, there's, there's a good cup of stuff there. Well, the three people. Actually, I don't know. We don't know what those Russians are doing. Exactly. Fucking crafty ass motherfuckers. Crafty ass motherfuckers. Any, any final thoughts? Any final? I'd like to play D&D. I don't really want to play D&D again. I, I, this is, I mean, this is more successful than last time. Yeah, no, we actually had stuff to talk about. We were actually passionate. Uh, it's a shame it was at the end of the podcast, but we were passionate about like something at the very least. And we talked a lot about woodworking and shit. I mean, yeah. I, uh, I, I feel like this was a very productive podcast in that we actually had, like, a topic. It was solid. It was it, entertaining. Yeah. I was enthralled. I liked it. And... I like, like, uh, typically we can tell the quality whether or not we, like, like it, especially afterwards. Yeah. Like, the one with Patrick uh, that was, was omitted, it was just like, oh, no, that was awful. That like, was awful. I, I felt bad about it. You felt bad about it. The one we did before... Which arguably shouldn't have seen the light of day. I felt bad week. about it. Yeah. If I could. That, um, that one was kind of just like a laissez-faire. We talked, but like, I don't remember what of. I honestly don't remember either. Like, 
in in the middle of it, we were like, what the fuck were we talking about for the last ten minutes? Why is it 40 minutes now? Yep. Did we just fall into a fucking coma? So I think we fixed it for this one. I mean, we went over it, but I, I, I think I think for the final, like, <laughs> final 20 minutes, and a lot, a lot during the middle. Here's the thing. I think I think we did a success. I think we did a success. Claps all around. Applauses. You get you get uh, applause. You get claps. Are you a trophy now? No. No. Oh.